Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, Watch OS, TV OS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. Okay, in this episode, we are fresh off of the Apple 2019 September event. So we're going to be talking about the new Apple Watches, the new iPhones, and a few other things that they announced. Let's get right to it. First up, let's talk about the Apple Watch. So this year we get Series 5. There's a few new interesting things. First up, there will be an Apple Research app that you can download. And that's going to give you the option to opt in to sharing some of the monitoring data, like some of the medical data, for example, with Apple for their research purposes. Moving on from there, there's a change to the way the display works. It now has an always-on display, an always-on retina display. And what actually happens is there's basically sort of two modes. There's uh, a darkened mode, I would describe it as, and then you can tap it to bring it back up to full brightness. And this is made possible by a new low-power display that's been included with multiple refresh rates. So what that means is, for example, when the watch is kind of in its standby mode with the darkened display, it can reduce the amount of power it uses and the amount of updates that it sends to the screen. And then when you tap the screen, it can turn up the brightness along with the refresh rate. So that screen itself is actually capable of multiple refresh rates, which is quite interesting. Now, you might think that battery life is hurt by this, but in fact, it's not the case. Having the always-on screen still gives us, according to Apple, an 18-hour battery life, which is not too bad at all, really, by considering some of the earlier versions of the Apple Watch. Along with that, there's a new Compass app that, of course, you can use independently. It's just a straightforward Compass app. It has a complication that you can use as well, and that probably works in line with the Maps app, I'm thinking based on what we saw in the demonstrations that they gave us. The cellular version has a new international emergency calling, so you no longer have to worry about when you're in another country. It's going to automatically adapt itself to using the emergency service for that particular country and whatever number it may call. Along with that, we have some new finishes. There's a new titanium finish, which comes in two different finishes and looks rather nice. Along with that is the one that we had already heard about from some of the rumors, uh, a really brilliant white uh, ceramic, which looks really good indeed and hopefully can uh, take a bit of a bashing. Uh, Being ceramic, I would not recommend banging around too much, but we'll have to see how that works out. Uh, It's available to order today and will be in the Apple stores at September 20th. So I bet you're wondering about the price. Well, the GPS version, will start at 399 and the cellular version will start at 499 Interestingly, the Series 3 is still available and they're putting that at a very competitive 199 price. Those are US dollars. So it's interesting to see that they're, they're still trying to push those earlier versions and taking advantage of a lower price cap on those. New iPads were also announced today. The 7th gen iPad replaces the 6th gen, which stands to reason. It has a 10.2 inch retina display, comes with the A10 Fusion chip, finally it gets a smart connector and of course will be shipping with iPad OS. That was really all there was to talk about on the iPad. The starting price is $329, however for education you can actually get them at $299. 
Again, you can all start ordering those today and they will start shipping at the end of September. Apple also announced the release date for Apple Arcade today. It will launch on September the 19th with a price of $4.99 a month available for the family plan with a one month free trial. Apple TV Plus will be getting its first shows from Apple on November 1st. That comes with a $4.99 per month price tag and is also available on the family plan. Interestingly, they are also clearly pushing the service because if you buy any Apple hardware, say a Mac or an iPhone, an iPad, something like that, along with that, you're going to get one year's free access to Apple TV+. Plus. So they're obviously really pushing that service hard and taking it to some of the other streaming services like Amazon and Netflix. We're going to take a short break and when we come back after the break we're going to talk about those all-important iPhones and maybe even possibly a new device in the lineup. Time for a break. Break time over. Okay, so yes, iPhone 11 is the name. There's going to be six colors. There's purple, white, yellow, green, product red and of course sort of the standard black. The audio has been upgraded. It now has spatial audio along with Dolby Atmos support. But I guess the big news, as with every year on these things, is the cameras. The cameras have been adjusted. There's a wide-angle lens and an ultra-wide 120-degree angle lens. But perhaps more importantly, you know, as, as wonderful as that is, there's some software tweaks under the hood, and there'll be this new night mode, which will give us better low-light images uh, for things like, you know, bringing out the shadows and the darker areas of images without the noise. And everything supports 4K up to 60 frames per second if you are recording in video. Along with that, there's of course the A13 Bionic chip, a natural progression. Impressively, there is a one hour more battery life than the 10R, which is no small feat right there. Uh, the display size is 6.1 inches and it has a starting price of $699. The final piece of hardware announced today was indeed the iPhone 11 Pro, which has been in the rumor mill for a little while. It does have the three lenses on the back in the new camera assembly like we've seen in many of those images leaked online or supposedly leaked. It has a new color as well, a new color option. There is midnight green, space gray silver and a slightly tweaked gold color. The two screen sizes are the 5.8 inch and 6.5 inch. They are both OLED displays. There's a 15% more energy efficiency is what Apple is claiming with this new screen that they're calling the Super Retina XDR display because apparently, you know, we don't have enough long names for these things. It's actually based on the screens that we saw announced and shipping for the Mac Pros. So they're actually very high quality screens. Now you may be concerned about battery life. Well, compared to the iPhone XS, there is four hours for the standard iPhone 11 Pro and then the 11 Pro Max actually has five hours because of that slightly larger battery. But let's talk about the, the camera for a second. There's actually now three lenses. There is an f1.8 wide angle, an f2.0 telephoto and an f2.4 ultra wide 120 degrees just like the iPhone 11. This essentially gives us a four times optical zoom coverage there was also a sneak peek of something that they call Deep Fusion, which will be coming in the fall. And what this is really is a piece of software trickery 
well I say trickery but what it does is it takes nine images and then analyzes those nine images finds the best pixel believe it or not in each of those images and combines them into one so it's really I would define it for the photographers we would call it some kind of super smart HDR is what we'd call there with noise reduction price wise it starts at $999 for the starting version. The max starting version is $1,099 US. Pre-orders will start on Friday at 5 a.m. Pacific this time, and they will start September 20th for the shipping. Let's talk about that all-important software now that us as developers care about. iOS and iPadOS is due to ship on September the 19th, that's 13.0, with macOS Catalina following on in October. But the interesting thing here is the iOS and iPadOS 13.1 will actually ship on September the 30th. So essentially 13.0 gets to live for 11 days, which is kind of weird, but I guess that is what it is. So that's all the news from the Apple September event of 2019. Um, I hope this quick summation has been useful for you. Please like and subscribe if you find it helpful and tell friends about it. You know, hopefully I've trimmed down a nearly, I think it was an hour and a half or maybe two hours Apple keynote for you into just a few minutes there. With that, I will leave it there and I will catch you next time.